You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Again, you're listening to Mark Holcraft. Um, and if you're just tuning in, we've, we're having a theme today, and it's on Eucharistic Adoration. And we've had amazing guests. It's really, it has flown by so fast. And I realized if you're a regular listener to Real Presence Live, you almost hear the host say that all the time. This has gone by so fast. This has been so good. It's just true. <laughs> it's true. It's gone by very fast. So I hope for you, anybody tuning in, that you're as engaged as I am with our guests. Our first guest is Father Epler from the Diocese of Fargo. And he was talking about 40-hour devotion and just fostering a Eucharistic uh, devotion and Eucharistic adoration. He's going to the Basilica of Jamestown, Basilica of St. James in Jamestown this weekend to preach a mission. Uh, and then we just spoke with Jessica Foley, who is our events coordinator here at Real Presence Radio. Um, and I had asked her to join because um, as you, if you listened in, you just heard a great testament to the power of what Eucharistic adoration can do and how ultimately for her, it really helped to foster her discernment into married life. And so she just gave a beautiful witness and testimony of how the Lord moves in, in gradual manner, you know, in a gradual manner. And so our next guest is Dave and Lynette Kudnick. They're, they're joining us via phone. Uh, they're from the Diocese of Crookston. Um, well, Lynette is from the Diocese of Crookston. I'll have them share more of their story in just a moment. Good morning, Dave and Lynette. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mark. How are you guys doing? We're Good. doing well. Yeah, we are. Yep, we've had a full morning already here. I believe it. I, when you shared with me how big your family is with the kids, yeah, your, your full morning is it's it's fully loaded. I love it. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it is. So, Dave yep. Lynette, and just for our listeners, so we have them calling in. They're calling in from two separate spots. Dave is gracious to, to take a step quickly, uh, taking a break from work, and Lynette's joining us from her home. Um, thank you, you guys. So maybe just one at a time, and I'll try to bounce back and forth with you. Uh, Dave, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? So uh, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. I have a brother and two sisters. Um, met Lynette at the Franciscan University of Steubenville in the early 2000s. Um, she uh, took a job as a youth minister in East Grand Forks, and I followed her up to the area. We married in 2005, and um, yeah, been been together since. Been down to Texas, um, now back in the area for about ten years. Um, grew up in a <clears throat> in Catholic education. Had a, a really good Catholic uh, elementary school, and went through high school and college. So uh, my faith has always been has always been there. Um, never really remember a time where it hasn't been an important part of my life. So, Dave, you, you grew up, you know, the saying is a cradle Catholic. You grew up Catholic your whole life? Yes, correct. Okay. And <clears throat> Lynette, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, yep. Um, so I grew up in Greenbush, Minnesota. So I've been in the Crookston Diocese uh, most of my life. And um, as Dave said, we met at Steubenville, so I was obviously not in the diocese then when I went to college. Um, and I actually kind of had a reversion back to the faith. Like, I kind of left the Catholic faith for a little while. Um, and that's kind of why I ended up at Steubenville, was because I needed to rediscover the Catholic faith. Um, and so then I, yeah, and then I worked in youth ministry in East Grand Forks um, for a couple of years, and that's where I got to know you, Mark. Obviously. I remember, you um, bet, yeah. 
Yes, yes. So we've done, you know, we did a lot of youth stuff together. And then Dave and I went down to Texas shortly after we were married, and he studied, did graduate work down there. Um, and then we moved back up here about 10 years ago so he could finish up his dissertation. And we didn't think we were going to be here for very long, but I guess God had other plans because 10 years later and we're still here. Yeah, you, you hear that no, sometimes. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll just go there for a year and God's like, okay, just keep talking. <laughs> um, right, yep, yep, kind of baits you in and then you're kind of, your roots grow a little deeper every year and it gets it would be harder and harder to leave all the time. Yes, so. and so well, Lynette, you mentioned that you had kind of turned away from the faith and that's why you went to Franciscan. So was that a decision you made for yourself? Did your parents really kind of encourage and, or push you into that? Like what, what led to you, because uh, what led yeah. to that moment? Yeah. yeah, my parents uh, pretty much pushed me to go there. Um, it was it was a really tumultuous time in my life, um, but it it uh, it was the right decision. I mean, it was a hard decision to make, but I really like really discovered the Catholic faith, and I think that's. I mean, we're talking about Eucharistic adoration. I think that was the first place I ever encountered Eucharistic adoration. I don't remember having it growing up at all, and maybe I did, and I just don't remember, but, I mean, it was a very, like, I was really searching for the truth at that time in my sure. life, and um, Franciscan has a perpetual adoration chapel there on the campus, and I believe I remember going to a retreat that had adoration as a part of it, and it, it was very powerful um, for me, um, experiencing adoration and, and knowing, I think, actually, when I went to Steubenville, that was the first time I really remember knowing that the Eucharist was Jesus and not just a symbol or not just a piece of bread. Like, I don't remember learning that as I grew up. So knowing that that was actually Jesus um, there, exposed, was really powerful. Absolutely. Um, I can imagine. Um, and so you, you and Dave, you've been married for almost 17 years. I think, Dave, you said you were married in 2005. Did I hear that right? Uh, yes, that's correct. So, and Dave, for you, had you experienced Eucharistic adoration as a kid growing up or before you went to Franciscan University? You know, I, I did. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, you'd mentioned uh, at the beginning there the 40 hours devotion. That was that was something that we had in our parish when I was growing up. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Eucharistic adoration every Thursday. And uh, part of the school day, <clears throat> it wasn't every week that everybody went, but uh, there would be a couple of students that would go um, spend about 15 minutes in adoration. Um, and I, I'm thinking that that was probably my first encounter with adoration was uh, during the school day. Okay. I remember it being, like, very quiet and very um, peaceful. And, and I think that's been my experience throughout with adoration is that um, there's something very subtle going on. It's like a subtle connection, but it's a very secure and strong um, connection. You can... You can feel the growth, although you maybe can't see it. It's just kind of like overwhelming peace that that uh, um, comes from Eucharistic adoration. I would say. Yeah, you know, Dave, as you're speaking about that, uh, for me, uh, growing up, we didn't do Eucharistic adoration when I was a little kid. But then we, we moved and um, to a different town in California, and our parish that we did, they started doing Eucharistic adoration, which now has perpetual adoration. Um, but what we we prayed the family rosary every night. And so the sentiment that I was, um, I think, connecting is I remember not wanting to pray the rosary because it just felt like it took forever. You know, and my mom and dad taking the initiative, my dad saying, okay, everybody come over. And, you know, I remember just 
not quite arguing it, but finding any other way if I could avoid it or delay it. But I always felt peaceful after, afterward. And like you were saying, even as a kid, maybe you didn't, I'm not saying you were arguing it <laughs> when you went to adoration, <laughs> but just that, that very peaceful sense. I was aware enough to know when we were done, I always felt better. Even if I didn't have the language of saying, oh, I'm you know, a 12-year-old, I feel at peace. You know, I don't know too many 12-year-olds that are right. saying that, yeah. but I always just felt better. And so, and I'm sure my mom appreciated that, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah. so you two have been married for 17 years. Um, you know, I've, I've, Lynette alluded to this earlier. I've known Lynette uh, a little bit more, just particularly in having ministered alongside you with some of the events that we did, um, whether it's diocesan youth rallies or just connecting at a parish level. And in fact, I know some of the things that when we were both youth ministers that made a point of connecting was trying to get G- teenagers in front of Jesus in adoration, you know, through different events that specifically would have adoration. Yeah. And of course, some of the retreats we did. Uh, and that's what, David, that's when I started to meet you uh, here and there at some of those events when you're able to come. You two, and please just tell us a little bit about your family life. How many children do you have now? And um, yeah, I, I'd like to just get a little more background yeah to lead into some of this conversation about adoration. Sure. Well, we'd like to say that we have 10 kids, nine on earth and one in heaven. Amen. And um, they kind of came, like we had four, and then we had two sets of twins back to back. And then we had another single one after that. So in the span of, in, in the span of two years, we went from four kids to eight. So we doubled our family in two years. And then we snuck another one in there about 19 months later after the second set of twins were born. We snuck another (laughs) one in there. (laughs) Um, Amazing. Amazing. Thank you both for the witness of life. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been been kind of a wild ride because we had five kids in like three years. Most people have three kids in five years, and we had five kids in three years. Yeah. And and even uh, the three kids in five years, Lynette, is unusual. (laughs) That's... uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it is. But it's funny. Yeah. You know, you know the circles you go in with the large families. Um, you know, we, we have just about a minute and a half left before we need to take our first break, but I'd like to give just a small taste. So for you two, you shared briefly about your first experiences of adoration. How did it play a role with you two leading up to your marriage? Well, I, one thing I remember about, you know, the year before and the year after we were married, so like a two-year span, uh, we had a, a weekly commitment um, at the St. Anne's Guest Home in, in Grand Forks where they had perpetual adoration. Um, we had an hour every Tuesday night, I believe it was. And, um, yeah, I think I, I think just that um, standing commitments going together, um, when we were discerning whether or not we were going to marry, and then as we were initially establishing our marriage, I think that was a very important and um, you know, foundational aspect uh, to it. Yeah, you know, Dave, I actually forgot about that, but now that you mention it, I remember I remember we had gotten pregnant a couple months after we got married and sitting in adoration and reading about, like, every week I would read the next development of the baby in my womb, and I have really fond memories of, like, um, sitting in adoration and reading, like, oh, this is what the baby looks like mm. now, and it was just, it was beautiful. We would go there together at, like, 11 o'clock at night or whatever it was, and um, pray together. So that, it was a good foundation for the start. 
Oh, that is beautiful. So Dave and Lynette, we need to take a break. So um, we'll come back to asking more questions. So stay with us on Real Presence Live as we talk, we're talking with Dave and Lynette Kudnick up in, uh, is it Carlstead, right? Carlstead, Minnesota. Yep, yep. Yes. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. UMary.edu. That's UMary.edu. For the diocese, I provide with uh, my colleagues in the counseling department um, for the pre-marriage training. Uh Um, And then the other thing is with the tribunal and the annulments. And I feel that is such a wonderful, beautiful healing ministry. That that a lot of people have left the church because of the brokenness in marriages and divorce and things like that. And um, I'm here to tell you personally that that I went through an annulment. I was divorced after married 18 years, was single for 10, and um, went through the annulment vetty tomb process, and have just um, will celebrate my two years married to my wonderful husband Greg. He joined the church as well, oh, so beautiful. I'm just on cloud nine right now. So <laughs> this is Pamela Weaver from Our Lady of the Black Hills in Piedmont, South Dakota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We're talking to Dave and Lynette Kudnick from Carlstead, Minnesota. Minnesota. That's a new state in our union. Minnesota. <laughs> we're excited to be talking to Dave and Lynette. Um, and we're really, we're just picking up on this theme this morning of Eucharistic adoration. And if, if you've missed any of the last 15 minutes or so, um, Dave and Lynette were sharing how they met, not only how they met each other at Franciscan University, but how Eucharistic adoration uh, has helped shape not only their prayer life, uh, their relationship, their discernment of marrying each other, um, but even beautifully, Lynette was just sharing before the break, um, soon, like right after they were married, uh, two months or so after they got married, uh, she was pregnant, and how she would go into the outer, their holy hour, to, they would go together, and she remembers reading the different stages you know, of life. And I just find that so profound as you before, you stand before you know, the God of all creation, you know, the, the pro-creator, right, of life. And here you are mm-hmm. discerning and learning about life. Um, mm-hmm. But so picking up on that, 
Dave, and David, maybe we'll go to you first. Um, how have you and Lynette invited your children into this, this experience of prayer, the Eucharistic adoration? So, um, so we have a weekly Mass at our church in Carlstead on Friday, and then after the Mass there's an hour of adoration. And so we're together at that um, every first Friday. Um, and uh, so we'll be there for the exposition. So all the children are there for the very beginning of it, and um, we'll sing the O Salutaris. And um, um, after that, uh, I'll take the little ones, the little, little ones home, um, but the older four usually would have about, um, would have some time uh, with, their, with their mom there. Um, so I think, unless I'm missing anything, Lynette, I think that's kind of the main, um, main ways that, uh, practical ways that we've done it so far. Yeah, yep, we have them come, so we were doing the first Friday devotion to the Sacred Heart, and so that, yeah, like Dave said, we would go to Mass, and then the older four kids would stay with us, and they, they kind of complain about it, like we make sure they I was just going to ask, how do they do? Um, How do they respond with it? Yeah, right, so they, um... Yep, they kind of complain, but we make sure they bring with, like, books or drawing or the Bible or, you know, some sort of religious reading with them. Sure. And we just try to remember, to remind them, like, this is like ice cream for your soul. Like, you don't want to go and have ice cream for your soul. You know, like, there's meat and potatoes and stuff when you go to Mass, but adoration is is like the dessert. Um, And I feel like even if they're squirmy, even if they're struggling with being in adoration, um, it's like being out in a rainstorm. Like, or like being out in the rain, maybe not a storm, but out in the rain, you have to at least get out in the rain to get wet. And I feel like just bringing them there and having them present at adoration, they're still getting the grace that comes from being in Jesus' presence, like being out in the rain. If you're not out in the rain, you're not going to get wet. And so if you're not at adoration, you're not going to get those graces that come, whether you're paying attention or not, or whether you're, you know, kind of don't want to be there. Um, our oldest son, Francis, um, has experienced um, Eucharistic adoration at various retreats and stuff over the last couple of years, and so sure. he he likes to go. You know, like he has a deeper <clears throat> appreciation for it because of the encounter he's had on retreats. Um, and I and I suppose he also because he's just older. You know, he's fifteen, so he can intellectually maybe understand it a little bit more, appreciate it a little bit more. Um, but I like the idea too that David said, like just fifteen minutes. Like even if you know if there's adoration at your parish. Just go for 10 or 15 minutes with your kids, and if they're really little, just let them play with cars or, um, you know, some quiet thing that they can do and then leave because they're, they're still getting the graces that come from being at adoration, and you can always build that time up as time goes on, and it becomes a habit then for them. Oh, we're going to adoration, and um, it can be a special time with mom or with dad or um, something like that. that that's um, what, but I, I, yeah, go oh, ahead, I'm Dave. sorry. No, I was please. just going to say with... Uh, um, what you mentioned about the the rain, getting out in the rain, I think in some ways that's maybe what separates adoration from maybe your prayer time, just quiet prayer time at home, is that you're you're in His presence, and so where you're at mentally, you know how engaged you are, you're still there. I mean, there's we're physical beings, and uh, physical presence makes makes a big difference. Um, so just just wanted to mention that. Well, and Dave, you mentioned earlier, if, if I caught this right, uh, you're, you're as a family, you guys will go to adoration on Fridays. Um, and whether it's you or Lynette, I think maybe you referenced, you might take some of the kids home. 
Are you taking the little ones home? You know, like if it gets to be however long it is, you just get a sense like, okay, they're getting pretty, they're getting feisty or they're moving around. They're, you know, and just that sense of being age appropriate. Now, not necessarily age appropriate. Jesus is for all ages, right? But just mm-hmm. the practicality of the kids get squirrely, you know, their attention span. Um, it can almost be if you, if you make them stay there too long, uh, it's just going to almost be a mess and defeat the purpose. I mean, so is that what I'm hearing from you yeah. a little bit is, as far as yep. uh, you're taking the kids, you know, one of you taking kids home and maybe the older ones who are a little more mature, um, they stay a little longer or maybe the whole hour? Yeah, and w- one thing about our parish, too, is there's a, um, there's a um, I suppose, a cry room or, a, you know, a kid's room in the back. Sure. Um, and uh, every now and then we'll, we'll maybe have the little ones in the back, and if they're not, you know, too loud, um, you know, we would stay. And, and, I, and I think even then, they're still they're still in the church. They're still um, in his presence, even even though they're they're maybe engaged in play and um, you know removed from the, the the main part of the church. That's excellent. I um, I think I think that's really hopeful for a lot of young parents, or maybe even grandparents. You know, um, <clears throat> I often hear. From grandparents, you know, um, either is it in the context of, you know, their kids maybe don't practice the faith as much. And so as grandparents, they're trying to do their part to pass it on to their grandkids and praying for their kids. Or just if grandparents are babysitting, you know, their, their kids are plenty engaged in the faith. It's good. And so they're bringing their grandkids with them to Eucharistic adoration. You just, you never know the story behind it. But sometimes it can be discouraging, even a little intimidating. Like, you know, I want to pass this on, and Eucharistic adoration is such a beautiful part of our faith. But just to have permission of, hey, you know what? 15 minutes is okay. 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just give them 10 minutes. Give them five mm-hmm. minutes in front of the Lord, like you said with your analogy about the rain. And, uh, and I am noting, I think you, uh, Lynette, I think you just named your, your newest apostolate ice cream for the soul just saying they got something there <laughs> um but uh i just think that's a very encouraging thing that i think sometimes we even talk ourselves out of like hey five or ten minutes mm-hmm. of just a shot of grace i can do so much mm, yeah. and, and that, that it's mm-hmm. a regular thing um i find that hopeful um we have just a few minutes left you guys it's really it is it flies by what would you say, and it, Dave, I'll go to you first, just because as a dad, I think um, there's clearly something unique as a dad, a uh, father uh, who is a husband. What would you say to encourage other, other dads, you know, other fathers in regards to introducing this kind of prayer to their kids or even to their spouse? Well, I guess I would say um, that um, we mentioned that uh, the five to ten minutes you know, we can all give five to ten minutes um, to anything, um, and, and why not? To, why not to this great, um, this great kind of prayer? Um, yeah. So I think I'd uh, say that. I think I'd also mention, you know, like the the piece of um, that comes from. You know, I'd mentioned with the rosary, yeah. uh, how you just felt better once you were done praying. Um, Maybe maybe encourage that. Uh, say especially if you have a, a problem that you're struggling with, or you know difficulties, just to take them uh, to the Lord, and you'll um, maybe not get immediate healing, or you know it'll maybe take some time, but but you will get a sense that you're you're starting to head in the right direction, or or that there's there's something um, 
uh, something promising there that wasn't there before, uh, because you've invited the Lord in to um, to touch that, to heal that. Um, so I think those are uh, the couple things that come to mind there. Well, I like that. I mean, there's something promising there that may not have been there before. Um, I, th- I think that's yeah. a great point. Thank you, Dave. Lynette, how about for you as a mother and a wife? What would you say to other mothers in regards to you know mm-hmm. introducing this kind of prayer to their kids? Sure. So I think it's good to bring your kids there, but I know like we only bring our kids there once a month to have them stay for adoration. And then the other Fridays, I get to go by myself. Because good as for a mom, you. I need, <laughs> yeah, I need that time. Like, because when they're there, they, they do okay on their own, but they're bugging me and a little bit. And, you know, like I, I just, and I just want time away from them in prayer. So I think as a mother, it's good. It, it's awesome to introduce your kids to it, but it'd be something maybe that you need to do first for yourself. And then it's a beautiful gift that you can share. You know, if you could go once a month by yourself and then the next month or the next week or whatever, just take your kids for a couple of minutes and share that with them. Because um, as, as moms, especially if you have young kids, you just need a little bit of time, like prayer time, quiet time with nothing, no phones, no no anything going on to to pray, to really pray, and, not, and, and to pray outside of your own home. Because when I pray in my house, I, I get so distracted by the dishes or other things that I need to do, and taking myself out of my home and into adoration, there's just a special, a special grace there, and um, it's a special time of prayer. I think that's so important. You just talk about, you just explained being renewed. You know, you just need to be renewed, and to do that, to get away. Yeah. I mean, really, as you were talking, Lynette, it almost sounds like just a mini retreat. You know, like, I would love to do it in our yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get away, and, you know, What's the parish there for, you know, but to have that encounter with the Lord to renew you in your home life. Um, Mm -hmm. Dave and Lynette, thank you two so much. We have a minute left uh, before we need to take a break. Thank you both so much for just sharing this time. Dave, um, thanks for being a witness to me and to our listeners, just a willingness to step away within the middle of your work, just to take some time to speak about the Lord. Uh, You just being an evangelist in that way and just sharing from the heart of your marriage uh, your marriage and family life. Uh, any final words, Dave or Lynette, from you guys? Um, well, I guess give it a try. Yeah, like, if you have adoration at your church, just try to, it takes sacrifice, but it's worth it, and um, try to give it a go. And I, I, and I, think, what Lynette said at, I think what Lynette said at the end there was uh, very important, that um, it's really good to have your own time um, to... Uh, because you, you can't give what you don't have, and um, you, you, in that encounter with the Lord, you, you gain more of a relationship with Him, and um, you need undistracted time to do that. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's a very good point that she made. Great point. Dave and Lynette, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, God bless you. Bless, bless you, just your, your marriage and family life. And I would hope we can have you guys on again sometime soon. God bless you. Thank you. And for our listeners, you're welcome. Uh, Stay with us. Our next guest is Father Bob Schreiner from St. Joseph's in Red Lake Falls, also from the Diocese of Crookston on the Minnesota side. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 